Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 89, Scooby Clue. We've got two segments for you this week. First, we're looking into the past with a retrospective on E3 2003, and then we look into the future with some predictions for E3 2013. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to an E3 retrospective here on Connectivity. We're going to talk about an E3 that happened 10 years ago. That would be E3 2003, which some of you might know as that year with the Connectivity, which is ironic because this is Connectivity. It's our namesake. Yeah. It came out of this. Well, I guess it came out in 2002. There were like a couple of Connectivity featured games like Zero Mission and stuff like well, that. Well, no, uh, I think or, Fusion, because Zero Mission was actually Fusion, re- that's what I I meant. Yeah. revealed at this E3. No, but it's if it was I there. There it. was a video at this E3 as when during my research. I yeah, Fusion and Prime had come out, and they had a little connectivity yeah. features. But this is the real year. Yeah, um, and with me, you you heard his voice, Mike. Sorry, Spines. that's me. I was uh, there. He was uh, actually there, and so was our very special guest, RFN's Jonathan Metz. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is this is uh, a case where I just remember. I don't even know if I really was paying attention to Nintendo that much during this time because this was a thoroughly uninteresting year, except for, as Mike was saying just before we started recording, because some of this connectivity stuff kind of is similar to Wii U. Yeah, it's interesting to look back at this. I mean, I, I know you and I both watched the press conference the other day on YouTube, and it's really interesting to look back at this press conference knowing all the stuff we know now about the Wii U, and you can sort of see like all of the seeds being planted right here 10 yeah. years ago. Well, even there's there's a lot of teases for, for Wii in this press conference, which I guess we'll just yeah. start and probably primarily talk about the press conference in E3 2003, which is like a different era. Because you, you see uh, George Harrison, who at the time he was, what was his role again as guys who covered Nintendo during this time? Uh, I think George Harrison was executive vice president of corporate communications. Okay. Um, Back, yeah. Now, he might have yeah. been... He might have been sales and marketing. Yeah, because I, I mean, can't well, remember. He took the stage at the beginning of this and just talked about sales for like 15 minutes. This is, I mean, this is a classic Nintendo yeah. press conference where they're going to eat up a lot of time on sales because I think this was really the first year of like the big blowout press conferences. Okay, yeah. The, so yeah, you say classic, and that's true. This is a a classic press conference in that this this press conference uh, was back in the era when. They were really geared more towards the business media yeah. and investors and um, industry media. I mean, they're they're pitching to like Forbes more than they're pitching yeah. to, uh, you know, Planet GameCube. And yeah. lots of we talks in... of points, and we moved up a point. We took it from Xbox. Yeah, yeah, they're talking about market share and stuff like that, and uh, it was much more of a. Much more of a real press conference in the sense that it was really kind of the nitty gritty type stuff. And I, th- although I think this was the first year they didn't do a Q and A, probably they do one, but it's it's not it. It was more like a like a FAQ almost. Yeah, like yeah. they have an they have an analyst guy come up on stage and pitch them a bunch of questions that have already been submitted and pre-screened. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because the year before in two thousand two 
would have been um, the the Nathan was, Heckel uh, Miyamoto that was, Sama. That's that was at why. the Biltmore. That, yeah. that was the last of the small print. Like I remember that that right. room in the Biltmore where they did it was pretty damn small. Yeah, it was and small, then, like, and it, it was small enough that Miyamoto could come from the back of the audience playing uh, Mario on a wave bird. And everyone could look around and see him because the venue yeah. was that small. There couldn't have been more than like 150 or maybe 200 people there, including all like the photographers standing in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember 2003 being the first time where it really felt like there was a stage and not just the front of the room. Yeah. So it felt like this was the first time it was in a real auditorium. Um, where was and, it? Uh, this year? It, was, it was a much bigger production and things got a lot weirder. Yeah. It was in the ballroom above the Kodak Theater. Oh, okay. And then I think they did it there again, and then a year later when the Wii came out, they moved down to the fucking Kodak Theater, and that's when <laughs> that's when the E3 press conferences really started going crazy. Like, why are we booking the fucking Oscars venue for this video game press conference? Yeah. I don't understand. They, it was this escalation that just happened over those couple of years. Yep. Um, and and that's where we are today, basically. Yeah. <laughs> where they just kind of went back to square one, almost. Yeah, I mean, I remember 2003, they still gave everyone these, like, really swanky, like, $100 Timbuktu bags. They got them for literally, like, everybody at the press conference, which was a shitload of people. Mm -hmm. And then the year after, they were, like, just handing out plastic bags. <laughs> no, the, well, the year after this was, oh, in 2004. That was Twilight Princess reveal was 2004, I think. Yeah, because that no, was Reggie's it, introduction. Well, the, so 2005 was the year they gave out the DS cartridges that had the Twilight Princess trailer. Yeah, because that was the first year that people actually had DSs. Two thousand four, yeah. DS wasn't even out yet. Anyway, two thousand three, not <laughs> yeah. the most so, memorable E three. And I have to admit, I did no research for to prepare for this. Well, I've been trying remember, to rack my brain. Do you remember think, Johnny George Harrison saying that Mario will never start shooting hookers? That I, yes, that's that's a like classic like. I had forgotten about it until you just said on it. Grand but... Theft Auto for most of this press conference. Yeah, in the wake of like yeah. Vice City selling like yeah. a gazillion copies, they're like, "We don't need that." Very foolish stance. Yeah. Of course, all this was pre-Reggie by a couple of years. Yeah, well, was Reggie 04 or 05? I feel like he was 04. Reggie was uh, 05. Um, okay. So 2003 was a weird year for Nintendo because this would have been the year before they showed the DS for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so, so they had GameCube and GBA and GBA was, although not an old platform by any means, it didn't have a whole lot of momentum behind it. I feel like, and, uh, and, and GBA games were probably not the ideal thing to be showing on a giant screen on stage yep. at a press conference. They so, showed very little. Yeah. That yep. would be my guess is that they showed very, like maybe kind of a, just a trailer reel, Yep. Of, well, they, uh, they, they had several two, different games. two of those bookending it where they show off. Well, one was kind of more third party focused, but the opening one had stuff like the, you know, Double Dash, which I think it was that that reveal, Pikmin mm -hmm. 2. They showed like Pokemon Pinball, Ruby and Sapphire, WarioWare. Sure. Yeah, yeah so at this, this point, they were, uh, this was a weird year because the year before in 2002 was like a banner year for Nintendo at E3 where yeah. they're showing Mario you know sunshine wind waker and metroid prime all in yep. the same fucking year yep and you're just like this is incredible and then the next year there's like they're they clearly blew their load in 2002 yeah pretty they much all they had they had mario kart and then they had stuff like f-zero gx wario world just things that aren't huge i mean mario kart's pretty big 
but the none of the other GameCube games they had to show were really that impressive. Well, the, yeah. the funny thing is, I mean, the, clearly the biggest game that year was Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. And I remember, now again, you guys can refute me because you watched the press conference within the week. Uh, but my memory is that they showed fairly little of it at the press conference. And that's, we were all wondering true. what is wrong with them. Uh, and instead they spent a ton of time on Pac-Man versus, which was confusing yeah. and strange and did not really seem well suited for, uh, for a stage presentation. Um, and I also recall that, you know, they said very little about F zero, even though that was really cool. Um, very little about Wario world. So that it's like, they had several, big GameCube titles that were debuting for the first time at E3 and it felt like they didn't really talk about them very much. Yeah. They they did talk about F0 GX a little bit and the whole GX and AX stuff, but that was mm-hmm. like it was almost an offhand mention in between like sequences. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of talk this year. It seemed like they were really pushing third-party support this year in 2003. Yeah, yeah just- remember all the great GameCube third-party support back in 2003? Yeah, and they well, said okay, they, they highlighted Rogue Squadron or Rebel Strike rather. They highlighted Rebel yeah. Strike, and I looking, I was watching the trailer as part of the press conference, and I was like, "Damn, this game still looks really fucking good for the yeah. most part, except for the way all the characters walk around. They look yep. awful." Now they mentioned during this, and you guys might remember more uh, since you know you were actively covering Nintendo at the time. Iwata mentioned a, another Factor Five game that they were working on. Would that have been like Thornado? Like the the Turrican reboot that they Probably. supposedly started at some point, yeah, or yeah. you know what everyone thought was going to be eventually become that Kid Icarus game, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I because there is a mention of you know Factor Five is, has this, and they're also working on another game with us, yeah, yeah, mystery right. Factor Five game, yeah. It was probably that, or I mean, could potentially be an early version of Lair, but I I think it would have been Thornado, yeah. A game that we never even saw a screenshot of. Yep. There was a, but they was... did release an entire MP3 of a song from its soundtrack at yep. IGN. That's what <laughs> I was. I was. Uh, I was trying to research because I saw that mention. I'm like, what the hell else did they do? Yep. And Thornado, I guess it was an N64 game at one point as well. But yeah, it was supposed um, to be some kind of uh, Turrican spiritual successor. Yeah. So that was kind of the big, the first big third party, uh, third party game that they showed off during this press conference after. Well, they had they had the the reel of first party games where there was a uh, Billy Hatcher was shown off. Billy that Hatcher that Aww. opening video as well, um, and the biggest applause from that opening video was Super Mario Brothers Three Super Mario Advance Four. Mm. Yeah, it shows you you know where they and, were and at. kind of what I noticed, and especially seeing that get like a really a tremendous applause compared to every other game in that opening video is that there are some kind of parallels in what Nintendo was showing off in 2003 to what they're showing off this year. We're going to get the reveal of a new Mario Kart game, and after seeing Double Dash, it kind of makes me hope that maybe it'll be something more like Double Dash as opposed to the past couple Mario Kart games that have been really safe. Um, well, listen, this is I took a lot of these notes, so a lot of comes out on stage, and here are the bullet points that I wrote down. <laughs> Try and tell me if these are from 2003 or 2013. Not enough titles released early in the year. Please understand. Cannot explain how connectivity works. Please understand. <laughs> Mario and Metroid did not perform as expected. Please understand. <laughs> uh, Sony has announced a competing handheld system. Please understand. <laughs> uh, we must recognize that 
the fight of graphics is basically a fight of diminishing returns of, of escalating <laughs> that, graphics. That, that made me that made me laugh a lot. This the is graphics a, uh, of this generation yeah. make it look like you are watching TV. That's what he said. And then there's the only the only positive on this entire list of bullet points is we just opened a new studio in Tokyo. Yep. <laughs> that's maybe the best news in retrospect. That's probably the best news at this conference is that studio is awesome. Yeah, yep. they're making Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Yep. <laughs> Um, and what else was, uh, oh yeah, Game Boy Player was talked about early on in this, because uh, that was coming out a month after this press conference. It was, I think it was already out in Japan. The e-reader was... Oh, the e-reader was pushed was, so was hard. Was launched the fall before, uh, likely to a resounding thud. I actually got a brand new, uh, I still haven't opened it, I got a brand new e-reader for $5 on eBay, including <laughs> shipping. I have one lying around here somewhere. I never had one. Doesn't work with the SP, man. I never, I never wanted had, one. I never remotely. had one, and I was just like, I wonder how how expensive these are on eBay out of curiosity. And I was like, five dollars for no shipping. Bought. All right, yeah, man. <laughs> I'll buy your e-reader. To, I, I I probably have some E three exclusive e-reader cards lying Ooh. around here somewhere that I can send you. Yeah, I well, I need to find a Game Boy Advance to even use the damn thing. So <laughs> it 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 did feel like the refractory period after Nintendo had just blown their load yeah. on the holy trifecta of Mario, Zelda, and Metroid, and they didn't seem to have a whole lot to fill the vacuum after that. You know, they had a, a, new, a very interesting new Mario Kart game that they barely talked about at the press conference, and I remember going up to the demo of Double Dash and still not really knowing a whole lot about it, and they were being yeah. very cagey about things like network play, um, Even though they had it set up as a LAN there, so you could do, like, 16-player races. Right, right. Um, well, eight carts, 16. Yeah. So you could do that, but they didn't explain it very well, and then we're all like, wait, so can you play Mario Kart online? Because that would, I mean, back in 2003, this would have been earth-shattering, you know, yeah. to play Mario Kart online. And they're like... Well, no, but uh, if you play locally, uh, you know, everyone gets their own screen and uh, and there's no lag. So that's way better. And I'm like, mm, yeah, but you have to have eight GameCubes and eight copies of the game. So yep. that and eight TVs. So that will never and, happen. And seven friends, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> like none of this shit will ever, ever, ever happen. Um, and the other thing, and and this was probably the most depressing thing about that Holy 3 um, even after the you know mystifying Pac-Man versus press conference and everything, is we went to go play Mario Kart, and I was pretty excited to go check it out because um, I hadn't played a Mario Kart since really the 64 one, and I was really excited to check it out, and I thought it looked fantastic, and I liked that they were doing something new with it, and the the uh, version that they had to demo was really slow. Do you yeah, remember this, Mike? Right. I now that you mention it, yeah, I feel like it was. It feels like. Like I think they must have had it set on 100 cc, but it felt like 50 cc. Like it was really slow. Well, that, wasn't that the, always a complaint that a lot of people had of Double Dash was that it was slower than than usual Mario Kart games, which I guess I at think that, that point was two games. Yeah, I feel like that game was is pretty fast overall. But I can tell you uh, with great confidence that they sped it up dramatically between E3 and the final yeah. version. Even yeah, at the lowest that. speed setting, it was much faster in the home version than it was at E3. And we were giving them, we were trying to tell every single person at Nintendo we could find, hey, this game's too slow. You really need to speed it up. <laughs> and, and, and that's basically every single person who played it walked away and said that was really slow. So I think they just, the engine wasn't up to speed yet and uh, they just hadn't tweaked it. And it's, it's a good thing they showed it at E3, otherwise it might have come out shitty. 
Who knows? But it is very unusual for Nintendo to show a game at E3 that is markedly worse than the version, you know, I mean, the section that they show at E3, it's unusual for it to change that much between the demo and six months later when they release the game. I want to go back and watch the highlight reel of it now to see if it looks slow there. Yeah, and there might be some video that you can find from from that year too. it's quite possible that they could have even doctored the video. If they if they had a target speed that they just couldn't get the playable version up to, then they might have uh, doctored right. the trailers. But then playing it in person, like actually getting hands-on with it, it was like, oh my gosh, guys, this yeah. is this is not well, good. Especially still- compared to F-Zero, which was also there that year and you know was just blindingly fast. Just felt immediately it felt almost unplayable. It was so fast. We're like, That's guys, another game like Rogue Squad. Slow this one down. It still looks great. <laughs> Yeah, it looked F Zero GX is oh, it's so good. It was I, probably the best game at the at the show for Nintendo that year. Yeah, in terms of quality, probably yeah. so. Um, and they so didn't even and it wasn't it. even it's not even from Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, there there was another game that they showed that wound up uh, going through another iteration before it even came out. That was Resident Evil Four. Uh, mm. This was the Capcom Five era, and I think Vehicle yeah, Joe is... was announced for North American release. I think it might have already been out in Japan. I think it was play- yeah, it was playable at that show, yeah. and that's where I fell in love with it. Beautiful Joe is one of the best I, games that I was love at that this game. E3. And speaking it, of the guy who made that, uh, the wonderful 101. Um, yeah. Yeah. That trailer, yeah. oh man, it brought back memories where he's just like, don't pee your pants. Yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> best like part the about that thing. is when they have someone overdub uh, Shinji Mikami during that, I'm 99% sure it's Trennan. Because <laughs> I noticed I that. that, I'm like, I recognize that voice. And he Quite starts possibly. out with, "There have been rumors that I have been fired. Yeah. They are not true." <laughs> and then they have on the bottom, they have the, the scroll of being like, you know, Shinji Mikami started working at Capcom in 1990 and worked primarily on, on uh, Disney games until he started making Resident Evil games. So, yeah, so um, Resident, Evil Resident Evil has like the ghosty hook guy. Uh, mm-hmm. RE4 then- was not playable at E3. That oh, okay. Year. I think they showed the Resident Evil remake, maybe. I don't think so. I don't know if that well, was out remake, yet. I the remake, say that. I think, would have been O two. Maybe so, but I, I know that the first time RE four is playable was E three two thousand four because it did, it didn't actually come out until like early two thousand five. Yeah, like January, January of two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, and they only showed it at they only showed it playable at one E three. Yeah, the remake so. was uh, it came out in April two thousand two. And zero was even out by then too. Okay. So this this is probably the end of the honeymoon in the Nintendo <laughs> Capcom relationship because they were like, man, yeah. the, the Resident Evil games didn't sell that well. Yeah. Well, you know, they're a remake and like a shitty side story. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't even like the old Resident Evil games, but zero they're not good. Always, always stood out as like a, a complete turd. They're just. I, mean, I think it's just you'd finally seen like, oh, well, we're still doing the same thing. Like years later, we yeah. still haven't figured it out. And then, oh, Resident Evil 4 comes out and solves everything. And then Geist was shown off uh, oh. at this event, too. Was this the first appearance of it? I know, Mike, you wrote about it. No, I don't think it was. I think it might. I think this might have been right before... It, this might have been the E3 before it came out, even. Yeah, because I think that was uh, another no, 05 think, game. No, that was it delayed. at two E3s? <laughs> yeah, it was at at least two E3s. Because okay. I it think might have the been year after also, this was yeah. the Dog Bowl stuff. Because I think it, oh, I think it yeah. didn't come out until like May 2005. Yeah, so it would have come out right around the time. I remember one year yeah. they showed guys. I think it was only playable as multiplayer. 
That might have yeah, been this year. Yeah, that might have been two thousand. That might have been two thousand. Yeah, because they were really pushing the multiplayer in it in the trailers in the press conference. Like yep. every le- three out of every four shots of it were multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, it came out. Geist came out in August two thousand five. So this was still two years away from coming out. So they must have had the the multiplayer element mostly, you know, kind of completed or at least had a solid foundation, and then they yeah. were still working on the single yeah, it was, player. It element. was supposed to come out at the end of two thousand three, but it was delayed, according to Wikipedia, two years for fine tuning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a, Miyamoto. I mean, I had spoken with those it's not guys. Not so much fine tuning at that point, is it? <laughs> yeah, I had spoken with those guys at N Space because I had like run into their president while I was playing the game. So he gave me his card, and then like a, like a month or two later, he calls me up, and he was you know we were just talking about the game, and he was like, oh yeah, Miyamoto's been down here a lot. Like he's giving us a lot of input on the game. This is when they were kind of taking Miyamoto at the time and farming him out. To, to a lot yep. of like unproven Western developers mm-hmm. like in space and at the time like before um, Silicon Knights he was working really closely with Dayak and like helping them like basically do like top level direction of yeah. the projects that they're working on because Nintendo wanted to make sure the projects turned out yeah. good well this year was Twin Snakes also yep. yeah that was the the like the amazing amazing trailer oh that trailer is yeah. so good where they keep coming up with random things to do NGC with yep it's so it's yep. so dumb, but it's brilliant at the same time. It, I mean, it, it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> and and Kojima just seems, I guess, less like out of his mind. Yeah, I think he, he was, was very like, like, modest humble. and like reserved yeah. compared to how I've seen him lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. now he's kind of like now he well now he's a rock star. Like, yeah, this was like he wears I guess Metal Gear Solid Two everywhere. had come out, but he was like still like dressed in like a really like dorky looking shirt and pants yep. tucked in like slacks. Now he's like he's a totally different guy. He's a lot more, you know, he's got a lot more free reign there, so he doesn't have to like you know yeah. be like a salary man anymore. Yeah, yeah the, the I, second half of this press conference, uh, Miyamoto was basically master of ceremonies. Um, he came out after Iwata started talking about connectivity, and then basically handed the reins to Miyamoto. Yeah, they then, truck out Will Wright. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, Will Wright was there to talk about the Sims for GameCube and Game Boy Advance. Remember that classic. <laughs> and it's funny because The Sims really was like a huge blockbuster PC franchise yeah. at the time, and they were like, "Oh, we should get it on GameCube." And then, but no one ever cared. Like, no one yep. cared. See, I'm I'm thinking this might be the first year that Peter Main wasn't there anymore. Yeah, he was he, not. He used to run their press conferences, and he was kind of the face. Uh, and George Harrison did it for a couple years. Perrin Kaplan, although she was very high up in the company, she never really went out on stage. At a press conference like that, she did she did a lot of interviews, and you, you'd see her around a lot, but she wasn't really one of the presenters. Um, and you know, of course, Bill Trennan, they only really had him out to translate for Miyamoto, so yeah. he wasn't really doing the presenting either. Now he so does that, everything. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> this was kind of the of gap between Peter Main and Reggie. Yeah, and um, and then um, after Will Wright, they had uh, the very recently deposed. John Riccatello, uh, EA CEO. And oh, and this, the, that, oh, that Riccatello of real. It's, he's just there on video. Yeah. But it's just like, GameCube is awesome. We've got a, like a really great partnership with Nintendo. Unprecedented partnership. <laughs> I was, and, and I, I, I cracked up when that came up and I was like, yep. fucking A. Yeah, my, my notes this for is that. the same year. My notes for that are Madden, FIFA, NHL, NASCAR, The Sims, Harry Potter, SSX, NBA Live, like every freaking EA game, what happened? Yeah. And yeah, they really did have a partnership with Nintendo at the yeah. time. Yeah, because that was, I mean, that was a, not like a huge part of it, but still like a pretty big, like, hey, look, all their games. we're like, with all EA, everything's in. on it. Yeah. And Which was a big deal. I mean, if you compare that to the N64 era, yeah. you know, I mean, Nintendo was very eager to show that 
third parties were not just giving token support, but they were really behind uh, the platform. And that's why they were, you know, they were focusing a lot on Sega because Sega was a relatively recent third party conversion at that point. You know, Dreamcast yeah, right. has two yeah. years at this point at most. Yeah. I think I think 2002, they might have, that might have been when. E3 2002 was when Sega first kind of came out as a. Well, yeah, here's party. another. Here's another similarity. Exclusive game from Sonic Team. Yep. Yeah. Which was Billy, Billy, Billy Hatcher. Billy Hatcher. Right. Yeah. I think, but Lost I mean, World. at the time, Sega was was probably one of the top powerhouses in third party development, yeah. just because they were friggin' Sega. I mean, they had been a platform holder, you know, just a, a couple years before that. So to get anything exclusive from Sega was a big deal because Sega had this massive built-in fan base that would go yep. and and would go and they had a lot of studios they had a ton of studios so they were making games left and right died yeah um before we get to um pac-man versus there was actually uh i mean pac-man versus is a lot of fun don't get me wrong but they showed off four swords adventure Um, oh (laughs) yeah which which i always thought was a cool idea but just never really kind of came through because of i mean it's like crystal chronicles where it's just such a ridiculous operation to even play it yeah, if Pac-Man Versus is playable because, you know what, if you own a GameCube, you probably own a Game Boy. All you need is a $10 or yep. I think it was $15 cable. Yeah. But the other games, I mean, Pac-Man, or not Pac-Man, um, Four Swords and Crystal Chronicles both need four Game Boys and four cables. Yeah. To play, and that's, to play four player, yeah. Yeah, and that's why connectivity failed. That, yeah, well, because <laughs> I actually, I, I relived all these games, uh, well, I guess at this point it was like two years ago, but I did a feature for when I freelanced for GamePro before they died. I did something on all the Game Boy Advance GameCube connectivity as the Wii U was first announced. And I got some friends together, and after everyone dug in their basements for their old Game Boy Advances and cables, we wound up playing Four Swords Adventures and Crystal Chronicles, and they're they're a lot of fun. Oh, they're so good! When is that ever going to happen? And that's like, even with Wii U, it doesn't solve the problem, because you only have one gamepad. Yeah, it only works for Pac-Man versus. Which, why the fuck? By the way, can we please just get like an eShop version of Pac-Man versus yeah. and pay anything for it? Seriously. It's better than any game in Nintendo Land, and yep. it is the genesis of Nintendo Land at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it doesn't seem very difficult to implement, you know. Yeah. Um, that would be great. I, 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 I've always thought Pac-Man versus was fun when I played it, but it was that was that know. was when I when I did that uh that Game Boy the Game Boy Advance GameCube, like, connectivity day where I had some friends over. We played Pac-Man versus for a very, very long time. Yeah, I just, remember I got it. Just we played pass it forever. the controller around. It works. I mean, it's it's like Nintendo Land in, in that sense, except for I think that it almost has a little more interest because instead of, like, oh, look, he's wearing a Mario hat, it's like, no, one guy's just literally playing Pac-Man. Well, part of the problem with Pac-Man versus is they never actually sold it. Yeah, yeah it was well, it was included with the Player's Choice Edition of Pac-Man World 2. Or I think which is how could, I got it. I think if you there was a period where if you bought a GameCube you would get it. Yeah, and then you could buy Pac-Man World Two, and those were the only two legitimate ways to get that game. So it's very bizarre to me, even even now, to think back to think that they spent so much of their stage time on this game that they really had no intention of even selling. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's such a small experience that they're like, well, we can't sell just this. And I guess they didn't have enough other ideas that they could, they could sort of package it as some kind of collection yeah. of connectivity experiences. So they're like, well, we'll give it away, but only if you buy something else that you may already have or don't want. 
And so it became this really weird thing where like you might have known a couple of people who owned a copy of it, but it's not like something that everybody had access to. It's just yeah. a, a strange it's situation, weird. like something that would never happen. Now they would just let you download it, you know, or they yep. throw it into a package of, you know, they throw it onto a new version of Nintendo Land or something. But back then, it should they, be DLC for Nintendo Land for fuck's sake. It's ridiculous. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> sure. But I mean, back then they didn't have those kinds of options. And so they, but at the same time, you have to wonder why did they spend so much emphasis on. Pac-Man versus and so little on something like Mario Kart Double Dash or F-Zero GX. And part of it had to do with uh, Mr. – what's his name? Tob- Iwatani. Uh, Toro. Iwatani. Toro. Iwatani. Yeah. Toro. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I can't say The dude it, who made Pac-Man. It's Mr. Iwatani. Yeah. The dude who made Pac-Man, which that guy is a legend, but also, I mean, as of 2003, what has he done in the last 20 years? He made Pac-Man. But yeah, <laughs> there was this really weird thing that they did, too. I mean, because this is also I don't know if it was necessarily the height, but it was, you know, that that Miyamoto is a kind of like, oh, he's a kooky game developer. What's he going to do next? He's going to make a weird game. Yeah, well, they, they they like truck him out. on like, They truck like Iwatani out on stage like and Miyamoto's like, oh, by the way, I made this game in secret. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Now I have to ask him and let's play a game and decide, you know, if I win this game, yep. can we if I win this game of Pac-Man versus, can we actually Make Pac-Man versus a it game is, that we is, have actually already finished making. It is a joke and it's that a, has to go through a la- like a foreign language to even yeah. like people. <laughs> yeah, they are telling a joke through translators, and it would it maybe would almost work if if uh if Iwatani would talk at all, <laughs> but he doesn't say like a fucking word. He just yeah. stands there looking awkward the whole time. George Harrison kicked his ass in, in Pac-Man versus. <laughs> um and then the, I remember the Will Wright thing thinking, well, okay, so Will Wright made SimCity. That's cool. I guess he made The Sims, not something I've yeah. played or care yeah. to play. That's cool. What is he going to come up here and talk about? Oh, it's a GameCube version of The Sims. A game that he already made. It, like, and he didn't even come up there and announce a new game. He, yeah. he They brought out friggin' Will Wright, one of the most respected game developers in the world, and someone who a lot of people put on the same footing as Miyamoto, I think yeah. that's crazy. But yeah. a lot of people do, and they bring him up there to announce a port. It's just it, bizarre. It the whole thing me is just a seems a lot of the Wii U. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, bad, just bad, yeah. bad press conference, and and really a bad E three for them. I mean, I that was a my first E three as director of Planet GameCube, and I, I was there like we're gonna kick ass, we're gonna have the best coverage, and we probably did have the best coverage of anything that Nintendo showed. But who cared? Yep. Like they had did, but you know we're we're like sculpting out of shit sandwiches. I mean, there's nothing to work with there, <laughs> and it was a bad E3 for Nintendo. Really, really terrible. And it, we came out of there thinking, man, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it really felt like GameCube was had peaked very early with a lot of amazing games in yeah. 2002, and really they didn't have a very good plan for what to do with it after that. And they never did. And and connectivity is not one of those things that you know, kind of uh, fizzled out in execution. We all came out of, I mean, out of the press conference, like the first time they'd ever shown that stuff. And we're all like, well, this might be fun, but this is never going to work in practice. Yeah, you know, they were they were trying to. I think the reason they had chosen Pac-Man versus as the highlight is, is it probably gets the idea of how connectivity works across easier than any was, of the other connectivity sure games. It was better than Luigi's Ghost Mansion last year. Yeah, sure, exactly. But it's very quick. It's also you know, still pretty complicated. It's, yeah. And 
And now, like, now George takes the Game Boy. Like, okay. Like, but I think their real thought was Game Boy Advance was a frigging mega hit. Like, yes. they sold a zillion of those things, and they thought, let's leverage that to get GameCube sales up. So that's where they thought, well, we have to really push connectivity yeah. because the shareholders are think we're leveraging our brands, which they totally were. They just totally missed the point that it is just too complicated. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're honest, they are honestly, they're running into the same problems now, even though all of this shit is bundled together in one box. Even yeah. worse than it being too complicated is they never had the games that were compelling enough to make people yeah. bother with getting all that equipment together and buying all the different copies of the games and everything. And, and Crystal Chronicles, when it came out, was like legitimately awesome. Like We played the shit out of that game. Yep. I was in college with a bunch of nerd friends while I had Game Boys, so it was really easy for me to I play played, it. If you were not in college during connectivity, I don't think you played any well, of them. They're not mass market games. High, <laughs> I would have been in high school around then, and uh, I think I played Crystal Chronicles twice. And it was at the behest of a friend of a friend who was desperately trying to find four people to play Crystal yep. Chronicles. Like yeah. a guy who I had never met before. <laughs> and he was just like, he we really wants to play Crystal Chronicles. Do you have one of those cables? I'm like, no, but I mean, it seems fun. I'll buy one. It was social gaming, but it was so inconvenient that yeah. very few people were ever going to take, you know, make the effort to, uh, to actually it's get just that simple cable together. is the killer piece of it. Yep. It, they could, I think if they would try the same thing now to leverage DS and Wii and Wii U, they'd probably fare a lot better because, you know, if you want to, if you want your friend to come over and play a game, you just say, just bring your DS. Yep. But back then they would be like, bring your Game Boy. Oh, and by the way, go spend $15. <laughs> I get a third And maybe one. buy a copy of the game, you know, depending if you needed on what it, it is. Yeah. If it was Crystal Chronicles, you didn't, and if Four Swords didn't. Yeah. You know, um, and, yeah. But, and, and I think, know. I think a, a larger problem is that those games, Crystal Chronicles, Four Swords Adventures, uh, Pac-Man Versus, you couldn't even play by yourself. Yeah. Um, but th- those other two games that were really the big hallmarks of connectivity, they weren't good enough as single player games for, yeah. for the larger audience to care. So they were, they were kind of presented as this weird experiment from the very beginning that, so it's almost like they immediately limited the audience and said, you know, these are going to be really fun games, but you have to be kind of crazy to like <laughs> enjoy them the way they're meant to be enjoyed. And uh, and what what you need to do is create something that has a much larger appeal, and then people will want to get together and and play it the best way that they can. Uh, which you saw with Halo. You know, I mean, Halo is a game that like had this immediate appeal. It had a really good single player mode that was immediately popular and that everybody wanted to get in on it. And then the multiplayer was so much fun that people were willing to get eight TVs together and eight Xboxes. I mean, can you imagine the wattage that those things are, are sucking up and the, the, the noise and the, the heat that they're putting out to have eight original Xboxes in one room? And, and I've seen this done. Like, people I, actually I, would go through I, the we did it. And it though we were, we were in the dorms, though, so we just plugged them all into the dorm land, which was perfect because you would hear people shouting down the fucking hallways at each other. <laughs> like, you fucking asshat. You can't believe you sniped me, you punk bitch. Like, all yeah, this crazy yeah. shit. But, but really ultimately, that for Halo. that was way more popular than for even something like Mario Kart Double Dash, which it, yeah. which supported exactly the same feature, but it was buried in the menus, and Nintendo never and, explained well, it well. And the GameCube didn't come with an Ethernet adapter. There you go. Yeah. That's right. You had, to buy a, you had to buy an expensive, obscure accessory to even use the feature. So yep. not going to happen. It was sad. It was it was a the it was a very low moment for Nintendo that that year at E3. 
they looked like a company very confused about where they were going and what they wanted to make and how they wanted to sell it to people. And, uh, and this is Awada had been on at this at this E three Awada had been president for just about a year. Yep. No, he hadn't been. He wasn't. No, president he said, at he all said that as he walks out on stage. He said, "I've been president now for just about a year." Well, I think it was like a couple weeks away from the yeah. Year so it was basically it was almost exactly a year. Yeah. Two thousand three. Yeah, yep. that's what I, I don't mean, think any it. of that happened until at least 2004. No, oh. he started in 02. That's weird. He wasn't really at the press conference in 02. Yeah, I think he huh. might have made a like a small appearance because I think it was right when it was announced that he was president. Doesn't seem like it's been nearly that long. They probably announced his presidency like a couple weeks later at the shareholders meeting. Yeah. No, that no, they announced it at E3. Must been at E3 then. But yes, I know, I know, I know something about him being president was at early. E3 2002 because I watched that press conference last year. Hmm. Crazy, how time flies, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, it's been 11 years under Iwata. Oh wow, that's insane. Yeah, I know. Um, so some other stuff that was shown off uh, after Pac-Man versus kind of like a Namco reel with Soul Calibur 2 and Star Fox Assault. Oh, Star Fox Assault is. Oh, it looks so terrible. It, it does not. Shit. I I will defend that game to a certain point as I don't think it's as shitty as everyone says it is, but holy crap. Is well, it's it's really, it looks really awful at E3, yeah, I'll tell you that. It looked real bad in those videos. Yeah, it played real bad too because I remember playing it. Yeah, and I think that they just showed the multiplayer then? That's correct. They wouldn't even confirm that there was a single player <laughs> mode. <laughs> That's how bad it must have been in development Wow. Yeah, yeah, because I think that was another one that was still a year and a half at least until it came out. I think that was early '05. I, yeah, I mean, I, if, I really hope that 2013 is a much better year for yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> as we've been going through this list, like Resident Evil 4, Geist, and Star Fox Assault were all games that were shown at this that I think were basically supposed to be you know, out by the end of 2003. And they should have been out before games, the next E3. Nintendo yeah. tries not to show something if they don't think it's going to be out by the next None E3. of those games came out until <laughs> 2005. Yeah. Crazy, man. Although Twin Snakes actually came out in 03, I think. Maybe? Yeah, that, that, game, that game did come out on time. Yeah. I made, a note, I made a note about Twin Snakes when Dyak comes out on stage. He is, like, channeling Steve Jobs. He's also, like... Probably half the size he is now. He looks almost exactly like Steve Jobs. It's really eerie. Yeah, He's got like yeah. the black T-shirt tucked into the jeans. Like I remember, perfect. yeah. 03 yeah. was the year that Dennis had lost a ton of weight and looked almost like a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. that's what I heard his voice. And I was just like, no, this does not compute. <laughs> yeah, he really did look a lot like Steve Jobs now that I yeah. think about it. That's crazy. Hopefully, uh, Johnny and I will get to catch up with him at E3. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that Shadow was... of the Eternals. 2003, we we had a nice sit down interview. It was uh, Dan Bloodworth and uh, uh, Rick Powers and myself sat down. It was like first thing in the morning. We were all super like hungover, not hungover, not literally, but like really tired because we'd all maybe a little, over. maybe a little actually. No, we'd all gone to see the Matrix the night before. Oh yes, um, right. Because it had come out that week, and uh, <laughs> so we we're all super tired. And I remember sitting down talking to him, and we were all fairly confused about twin snakes. It had just been announced and we didn't understand why they would be doing a port of the first metal gear solid when the third one was being announced for PlayStation two. <laughs> um, it, it was a weird time, you know, and Dennis was very happy to defend it and to explain how they had been doing it. But 
you know, it, it was like on, on the one hand, like this looks really cool. And we're, we were very surprised to see a new Silicon Knights game only a year after Eternal Darkness had come out, but it didn't, it wasn't the most exciting project. You know, it, it wasn't really a new game. It was even just though a, it, it does rank as my favorite Metal Gear Solid game by far. It's really good. It's really so very, fucking very, good. Very it's well really made. good. Yeah, it's very well made, but it wasn't the most exciting announcement no. that could have happened at E3, you know, a game that came out five years earlier on PS1 and they were remaking it. But Twin Snakes didn't look I mean, I would say it doesn't look as good as MGS3. It maybe doesn't look as good as MGS2. I think it looks better than two. Honestly. May, OK, maybe. A lot, but I, mean, well, it, I don't know. If a lot of it is the this, the art style and the presentation of Twin Snakes is all turned up to 11. Yeah, it's it's totally bizarre. I mean, yeah. they have Ruhi Kitamura doing like the action sequences for yeah. it, so it's just it's fucking balls out insane, and yeah. it totally points to where Metal Gear Solid was actually headed. <laughs> True, it was super crazy. I mean, um, look at look at what is the fucking one with Raiden Revengeance or whatever? Yeah, yeah. that Twin Snakes is just that's where it starts. Except right Snake there. is doing all that stuff. Yeah, in Twin Snakes kick flips on top of missiles and stuff. It's really crazy, and all that stuff came from Konami in Japan. You know. That wasn't that wasn't uh, Dennis Dyack's uh, yeah. decision, um, and they had had to re-record all the dialogue because the original tracks weren't high enough quality for their taste or something. It was just real weird. It was a it's real. A I mean, they project. truly reimagined the shit out of that game, and it came out great. But yeah, it's still not an exciting announcement. It's a remake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So 2003, not a great year for Nintendo. Memorable for all the wrong reasons, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess some final stuff, I guess just other games that were there that might be worth mentioning. Metro Prime 2 was shown off. Very just like uh, for very briefly. Same with Zero Mission. Prime 2 was shown in 03? There was it like shows a, up a, in a highlight reel. Yeah. yeah. And Zero Mission Weird. showed up in a video that wasn't in the press conference. Yeah, Zero Mission came out that year. Yeah. There's, there's footage of this, of, of this incredibly awful looking game based on The Hobbit. Oh, that, that I, game's I played actually The Hobbit. not that is yeah, it, the it looks, it pretty just good, looks terrible, actually. It does it's not. Good. I thought the, the art style is just horrendous. Yeah, I don't like the art style, but that game was pretty fun. <sighs> oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Enter the Matrix was on that highlight reel. They were like, oh, Enter the Matrix. was that Enter yeah. the Matrix that year? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, dude. So, okay, let me tell you a story about Enter the Matrix. <laughs> uh, published by Atari. Um, that was the first year, I think, that Infogrom had renamed themselves Atari after yeah. buying the rights to Atari's... I don't even think they had the rights to Atari's back catalog. They just had the rights to the name. It was Atari had been split up and sold <laughs> off to parts of it had been sold to Midway. Parts of it had been sold. It was crazy. So anyway, uh, Atari was publishing Enter the Matrix, and it came out like the same day as Matrix Reloaded, which was that week. Because we all went, to, we actually went and saw that movie twice that week. I think. Yeah. Uh, we saw it once in the Chinese theater and once in Santa Monica after E three was over. And we were we were way into it. I mean, Reloaded is pretty cool. You know, it's it, at the time it was it was pretty awesome. It was exciting to see. But anyway, Enter the Matrix was like this supposed to be this watershed moment of uh, you know the Wachowskis had like filmed certain cut scenes specifically for the game that were not in the movies. It was supposed to tie the first movie into the second movie, and they were directly involved. And it was like they'd spent this immense budget on it. I think Dave Perry was involved. I think Shiny yeah. made yep. it. Uh, so you know Dave Perry now of Gaikai and PS4 fame uh, among many other things, but. Anyway, uh, they didn't really let us play it very much, but the game was coming out like that week. So we went 
to our Atari booth appointment to go see that game as well as a few other things. And every person, every member of the media who came to their booth, they gave a copy of the game to. So we That's all, right. We, I did get a copy of that game. Yeah, we left that booth with like four or five copies of Enter the Matrix. I remember going home and playing it and almost immediately, almost immediately I was like, holy shit, this sucks. It was uh, it was really disappointing. It was weird. I, I think that's the only time I've ever been to an E3 appointment where they literally gave me a game. Very yeah. weird. Very, very um, weird. Yeah. So other stuff uh, in that final clip reel, there was also like Advance Wars 2. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Yep. 007 Everything or Nothing, which has some fun multiplayer, if either of you guys have checked that out. Project number 03 is in there. Yep. Um, and yeah, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Joe. And some things that were at the show but not in the presser at all. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. <laughs> Mario, Probably the best game they showed that year. <laughs> yeah. Kirby Air Ride, Mario yeah. Golf on GameCube, and Boktai. 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 Oh, man. I remember yeah. going to Konami's booth to play Boktai because it wasn't at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, they had it like they only had it behind closed doors because I guess you know the light sensor is obviously not going to yeah. work well on the on the show floor. Yeah, they had like a weird, they had some kind of weird thing set up, uh, kind of like solar lamp, like you know, like a solar lamp that you use to grow Actually, plants they, or some shit that you could play the game under. They might have even like hacked it. Like, I think they might have hacked it. Yeah, it might have been also. like a debug version, so they just maxed out all your solar energy automatically or something. But um, I was really impressed by Boktai. I still think that's an awesome game. So I, I remember playing that at E3. Yeah. Well, anyway, there there are a couple things. Uh, the only other thing I made a I made a note of about the main press conference is that everyone comes out to this like hilarious like kind of like oh, pseudo gangster rap music, and it's just so funny to watch like To Iwatani come out to this like kind of shit. Yeah, I forget like the, there's like some kind, you can make out words that are like obscured. They're just kind of like we're the best or something along those lines. It's weird. Yeah, and then there, there were just a couple things in the fact I wanted to highlight real quick. Um, this is like an hour after the PSPs launched, so they're asking, you know, at the at the at the Q and A, they're like, "Well, what are you going to do about Sony?" And Iwata's just like, "We have a giant market share. We're not really worried." And he was right. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they're talking about the older market a lot, and you know, they're like, "Well, forty percent of our players are already eighteen to thirty-five." And uh, there's Stephen Kent asks question. This is Stephen Kent's verbatim question. Has Nintendo discovered the internet yet? <laughs> oh, Stephen. Oh, bless you. Gotta what an that. awesome guy he is. I love yeah. Stephen Kent. And Nintendo's, Wada's answer was basically like, well, the financial structure is still flawed and there's not very much traction in the market. And we're really, no one's found like the key breakthrough game. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like Halo 2 comes out like a year later. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh... Well, in Half-Life oh, and Half Life, as well. The only other thing been. they mentioned about pricing, and they said we're very happy with games at you know fifty dollars and thirty-five to forty on Game Boy, and then they said we're very comfortable with GameCube at one hundred and forty-nine bundled with a game. And I'm just <laughs> like, holy shit, that shit was so cheap compared yeah. to now. Yeah, it's crazy. Really. And you think bundled with a game as well? Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah like, that had happened even back in. Yeah, it was around this 2003, is, right, when they started to do the the thing where you, if you bought a GameCube, you had like five choice, games you could you choose from, game, and they yeah. were like yeah. the five best games on the system. I know it was Prime, I think Sunshine. Yeah. And Wind Waker would have been... Would have been a lot of people Smash got Brothers Metroid Prime. Uh, a lot of people played Metroid Prime only because they got a free copy of it with the system. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, it's just so crazy to think it was only $159 and that was the GameCube came out in 2001 so this is like a year and a half later and it was down to 150 with a game yep that's nuts 
Yeah, really. GameCube's a hell of a system, I'll say that. It's awesome in retrospect. <laughs> not not in 2003 though. Yep. Well, I mean there was so, there was a lot of good stuff on it already. It's just there wasn't much there wasn't a whole lot of exciting stuff being announced for it at the time. Yeah, I think 2004 I like... was a much better year for them. Yeah, this is back when they were in about 5-year console cycles, so you know there's, yeah, there's, and, there's really like a peak and a valley and then a peak and then it drops off completely. And right, right. at the end of this too, uh, Iwata even makes a comment about how like they're already talking about the GameCube successor, but we're not going to talk about it anymore because we don't want to tip off their competitors, which if they were planning the Wii, yeah, good call. <laughs> but this is not, this is not the, I think they did say, is this the year that they said it will be three times as powerful as GameCube? No, no, no. no. Or is that no, 2004? That's 2005. Yeah. Yeah, because 2003 was just that we're working on the, the next console. Yeah. That, that's 2005 was the revolution. That's right. Yep. Weird to think of how long ago that was, but I think that just about does it for our retrospective on E3 2003. And uh, I guess you can listen to our E3 predictions, in which we also lay out what the hell is going on with the podcast next week. So then stay tuned to the end of the show for our E3 plans. Bye. Bye. E3. predictions that you all love here on connectivity i'm your host neil ronahan and with me uh i don't know if you guys were here for the predictions last year but you probably were we've got scott thompson hello and zach miller (laughs) 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 um so my niece uh started saying like she watches scooby-doo so which is awesome yeah so if you're just what does scooby sound like she just goes rut row (laughs) <laughs> and she says zoinks when you ask her what shaggy sounds like <laughs> that's pretty that's normal. my prediction for e3 there will be a new scooby-doo game and actually those <laughs> scooby-doo games by uh by Taurus games that that came out kind of recently were pretty fucking good right zach yeah yeah, yeah. the one i played anyway yeah was there ever a scooby-doo game based off the like board game clue because that would be a good idea that would be cool scooby clue boom zach miller just became yes. a millionaire <laughs> one you copyright <laughs> that copy that right Copyright yeah, that right now. Get to your post office and get that taken care of. Okay, so how we're going to do this E3 prediction show for E3 2013. Yay! Um, we're going to go around and one guy will read a prediction and then we'll be like, oh, well, that's nice. And then another guy will read a prediction. Uh, you're kind of dumb, but uh, let's go on. Um, <laughs> but I'll kick us off since I'm the asshole who has more than everybody else. My first more? one is that 
Pikmin 3 and the Wonderful 101 will be shown during the Nintendo Direct, but will not have a huge focus. The focus, <laughs> the focus on it will be on multiplayer, and the multiplayer will be in full force on the show floor. And I think that the Wonderful 101, the multiplayer for that, might use two gamepads. And I think that could be, you know, some sort of announcement about, you know, the new gamepads kind of taking that that new hardware slot that the 3DS XL was in last year. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's but, true, I, but I, still, the... I still think I, I think Pikmin Three multiplayer is is like a done deal. That's going to be at E3. Because we did get like all these rumors about like an improved gamepad and everything, right? Yeah, at least a better battery life. Right. So I guess that makes sense that they started selling them separately. Okay. Yep. And then oh. I mean, I feel like you need to have something, some proof of concept that was like, this is why you need a second one. And, I mean, the Wonderful 101 might not, like, I think there needs to be another game in addition to the Wonderful 101. Like, say Madden. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, remember back, in, remember back in, like, in November when we thought Madden would be that game? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I don't know what the Wonderful 101 two-gamepad multiplayer would be, but it would probably be cool. Sure. I mean, I'm really excited for that game, despite not knowing nothing more than the demo that they've shown at every event for the past year. <laughs> But I, I agree with you that I think they'll show them in some capacity, even though we've already seen a, a decent amount and they're both coming out relatively soon. I, I think yeah. they'll eat up some time with both of those, yep. for better or worse. Yeah, because, I mean, you'd think Pikmin 3 is done at this point because I think it's a little over a month away from release in Japan. <laughs> it should be done. <laughs> yeah, you would hope. It's supposed to be done in January. All right, so Scott, how about you go and, and lay down one of your predictions? Okay. Uh, so I believe we'll hear talk about a big 3DS system update that it's going to incorporate Miiverse, and that oh, will see, make... that was my, that was my prediction, is Miiverse ah, on 3DS. I think... Well, and that, I think we'll also change the, the sort of landing, you know, landing page for the 3DS to reflecting, like, the War War Plaza, but for the 3DS. But see, how would that work with it not being always online? Well, if you've ever, like, gone on with your Wii U offline yeah where it um, just has the, it, but it's it still it just has the generic stuff i mean it'd be it cool has the if generic they, stuff but i feel like it could sort of like pool stuff that you've seen before yeah. like the most recent the and just pass. and just yeah exactly and then just show you show you that yeah that would be kind of cool an update like swap note every time you turn it on uh. <laughs> but yeah I, I feel like there's no reason for this i mean as much as i am not a big fan of the psp and the vita i think it's great that between that and the PS3, like there's a lot of synergy, and they, they yeah. feel like they're part of the same overall platform. And I, I think it's time for that to happen with the 3DS and the Wii U. And, and I do think sort of this is sort of semi-separate prediction, but I'll just roll it all into one: is that this will also unlock some some new Wii U 3DS connectivity, namely maybe being able to play uh, like virtual console games on you know one or the other. Yeah, there was that uh, rumor about that. Um, yeah, back when Virtual Console launched. Right, and we've already some got some of, over. <laughs> we've yeah. got overlap, like the Mega Man games and stuff like yep. that. So, I think I, mean, I think that's coming. I feel like that's a that's a kind of announcement that we'll get in like after we're all bummed out about like oh, E3 wasn't as great as we thought, guys. And like three Nintendo weeks, they'll be like, we got a, what the we, fuck? We got another Nintendo Direct <laughs> for you. Here's a 3DS system update. That's kind of what or I feel is more yeah, likely with that one, or, or like maybe like a late summer one when nothing's really going yeah. on, like late July, early August before like more stuff hits. It's like, oh yeah, and here's this. But I, I do think that like the Miiverse update for 3DS, which is promised for this year, I think that's that's probably going to be out before the end of summer. I yeah. Hope so. um, I mean, but, we've already got it on mobile phones and yeah. PCs now. Yep. So. 
But, Might as well get on your own platform. And I do, I do like the idea of having War War Plaza on the 3DS. Although it sucks because I have a feeling that if they were to do that update, they would uh, make the 3DS eShop look more like the Wii U one. And I think the Wii U eShop is worse than any form of the PlayStation Store. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll keep it the same because maybe the the 3DS eShop suits that that yeah. platform better. I don't know. It does. But... It suits. It would suit the Wii U better too. But yeah, well, that's true. Um, but re- what really got me thinking about this was the. Uh... Um, the email thread going over like this weekend between like Alex and you guys with like the Donkey Kong stuff, like wondering like oh, how yeah. to unlock like the the secret levels and all all this kind of stuff, the orbs where you can buy them, and like there was this huge email chain that was going on all yeah. weekend. I was like, if the 3ds just had a Meverse, like we would already know the answer to this probably yeah. within an well, hour. I mean, and didn't Luigi's Mansion have a have a Meverse page? What? I think it did, but I mean, on you the, can on only the, access on the Wii it U. on the Wii yeah. U. But yeah, it was I there. think you're right. Or if nothing else, people probably just used the Year of Luigi. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was yeah, just the Year so. of Luigi. I, I'll yeah, be honest. Outside of posting the occasional virtual console screenshot, I do not go on Meverse <laughs> anymore. Nor do I. I well, yeah. I haven't because I haven't played a game where I've had yeah. any like real questions. But I, I used it a few times in Zombie U initially, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. And I used it a lot in Tokitori, actually. But it's still like I wasn't <laughs> venturing. It's not like I'm just like, oh, it's Friday night. I'm going to bomb around Meverse. It's like <laughs> I'm playing this game. I'll look at the Meverse for this game. Yeah. Meverse seems like, as far as like general browsing and posting and like making quote unquote friends on Meverse, it seems much more for a younger audience. Yeah. I mean, we have twitter we have our own forms i mean we don't really need it yeah. outside of like looking up questions for games quickly but yeah all right so zach what's uh what's your first prediction so my first prediction that is not me versus on 3ds is uh i think I, I don't know if this will really be announced um so i don't know if it counts as a prediction but i think that nintendo will phase out the basic unit uh, get rid of the digital promotion thing and drop the price of the deluxe version to buy fifty dollars wow. by yeah. Christmas. Well, would they announce the, they would announce the price drop now for Christmas? Would they? I think the price drop the price drop wouldn't come until like August. Really? I think so. I don't. I don't think it benefits them to announce it now because you want to have. Well, actually, I think it might even be later than that because I think you want. You want to hear the Xbox One and the PS4's price before you do a price drop. There you go, yeah. Because you know if, if like, let's see, the Wii U drops to, yeah, like 200 bucks or something. Which well, that'll did, never happen. Yeah, but, but let's say they do do a price cut, then guess what? The PS4 and the Xbox One will have an advantage because they'll know what the Wii U's priced at. Oh, Whereas if they think that the Wii U's priced at, you know, 300 350 still, then they're going to price their systems accordingly. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think you wait till those hit the market, till the price is set, and like maybe that holiday season when those are launching, that's when you that's when you hit the drop if you're going to do it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, and you yeah, you definitely wouldn't announce it now. I'm trying to, I, I sure think it might have been doing. September was the last price drop for the the Wii. I think, and I think right. that might have been when when other ones were too, but I'm not positive. And then as far as the basic model being discontinued, well, that rumor started like floating around today, but then didn't Nintendo clarify with Polygon that it, it wasn't well, they said that you out? can still buy it. I, I noticed, I think it was, I think it was Steven Totillo at Kotaku made a point about that, how it's basically like Nintendo gave the answer being like, oh no, it's still there. But the, right. the wording that they used was that they're rebalancing stock, which I, I think, I think Totillo was right in saying that. Like that's a load of crap. They're gonna get rid of the basic unit. Yeah, yeah. because it, I mean, 
Yeah, that's kind of what it says to me is that the basic unit isn't selling as well, so they're reducing the stock of it. I think that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. I don't. I really don't think they needed two iterations uh, of the the Wii U from the start. Oh, um, it was just sort of confusing. Well, um, I, th- now, I think that you know what I think you you do with the basic unit is you do something where like for three hundred bucks it now includes Nintendo Land, and for three fifty it like also comes with Mario U. Huh. Yeah. Or something yeah. like, or some other game, or like a virtual console game, or something, something to sweeten the pot. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. To add some in- incentive there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, every system eventually does that, right? Where you can buy like the bare bones system for a certain price, and then you can buy like the, I don't know, like the game of the year edition that comes with the yeah, like two yeah. games, it, you know, packed in or something, right? Uh, or like an extra controller or something. Time. Yeah, they had one for every single first party game that ever came out on that system. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, 3DS yeah. does at this point. That's true. That's yeah. true. I don't know. Maybe there's just a little bit less of like a commitment with handhelds, though. I feel like people view yeah. those more as like collectibles, so they're like more willing to buy. Yeah. Again, maybe. I mean, look at look at look at Justin. Yes, Justin. Justin. <laughs> I know he's got the Pikachu. He's probably going to get the Animal Crossing one. That Luigi one. That's probably coming in August. Yeah. Damn. The Fire Emblem one. That was an original 3DS, though, right? Not an XL? Yeah. Fire Emblem I one. think he got that, too. I'm oh, sure. my gosh. <laughs> he's he's hardcore. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Well, okay. My prediction, then, is um, <laughs> phase out the basic unit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then price drop eventually, but not not. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we could see a That's price why drop I say price year. drop at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Because uh, I think a price drop is likely to happen, like, within... In less than a year, I feel like Probably, the yeah, price will be different, or or the value will be different. Yeah, no, I mean, they, were, they didn't they didn't shy away from cutting the price on the 3ds pretty quickly when yeah, that right. wasn't going so well. So, right. but I th- I think it's a different situation with the Wii U because I think they they would lose they would stand to lose less money on the system if they cut the price. Right, right or they, they would lose they would profit. lose more money on the system. Oh, you right. think more? Yeah, like if they sure. cut the price for it. I mean, yeah, sales might go up, but I think they're already incurring a loss on the Wii U. Whereas I think the 3DS of 250, they I'm might sure have was, been, yeah, yeah they, they, would, they were think. probably making money and could could hit could take the price drop. Right. I mean, that's been the way they've done things the past few generations is, yeah. is to make a profit initially. Um. So I guess we're back around to me, and yes. my next prediction is Mario themed. Um. Here, here's what I have to say about what 3D Mario is going to be. It's going to blow our minds. <laughs> and we'll have a lot of folks saying at the end of E3, saying stuff like, Hey guys, I told you, never count Nintendo out. Um, <laughs> that but, new Mario game's a system yeah, seller. <laughs> and like that, that's what people will rally around. Uh, and then the second part of this is that Mario Kart U is boring, totally serviceable, <laughs> and promises some kind of cool online features. Um, you know, maybe more community stuff like tournaments and jazz like that. Like it could be pretty awesome. Use Meverse real well. Um, but I feel like the reaction, like we'll have like an E3 podcast while we're there, and there will be one person on staff. I don't know who it will be, but there will be one person that'll be like, "Guys, Mario Kart's gonna be so great," and no one else will care. <laughs> no, like, but I, I think I think it's the kind of thing we're like, yeah, it'll it'll probably be a good game, but no one will be plussed by it except for one dude. <laughs> I'm so bets. I like I'm I like how your Mario prediction doesn't have anything to do with the game itself. Like I was trying to think of predictions for Mario. I was like, <laughs> maybe the gamepad 
shows an overhead map with items you can only see on the gamepad. What? No, no, Zach. The reason why I do that is because I'm at a point where I, <laughs> Nintendo should be fucking surprising me, damn it. Like, I don't want to have to be <laughs> like, oh, it'll probably be like, I don't know, it'll be like Wii Sports, but with Nintendo characters. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Well, here, here's but something. I hope that Nintendo knows what it is and 3D Mario does it. Because, I mean, you think about with Galaxy, like the idea of, you know, planets like that solved a problem with 3D platformers. And 3D Land was just a cool fusion of 2D and 3D platformers. I want to see something like that. Something that I haven't seen before. Well, I was just going to I was just gonna say, yeah, so what do we think? Do we think sequel, whether it, it's a serious sequel or a spiritual sequel to the Galaxy series? Is it more akin to something like Mario 64? Do we return to something like the castle? Or, I mean, can can really Nintendo do something completely new like they did with Galaxy? I think if it's like something like Galaxy 3, it'll be a disappointment. It'll yeah. be it'll be a like it'll probably be a great game. You know what if they if they go out on stage and like it's Super Mario Galaxy U, the new game in the Galaxy series and like I'll, I'll be there day 1. That game will probably be fantastic. But I would rather see them do something bold and new with Mario. Yeah. And or, I, I think or, or I think even a remake of, of Mario Sunshine. 64, of Mario 64. Of Mario I 64. An, I would take an HD remake of Mario 64. To be fair, I think I'd want that more than Galaxy 3. <laughs> I, I don't want it as like the 3D yeah. Mario game, but like if they did something like that and they just threw it on the eShop for 30 bucks, I would do that. But I, th- I feel like something for, for the 3D Mario game is, I mean, put it in that, that similar castle as Super Mario 64. I feel like that is a place that is, is ripe to revisit. And then you do something kind of bonkers on top of it that, you know, uses the gamepad in interesting ways and kind of you know blows your hair back a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of what I'd like to see, because that's the one thing that I always felt like the Galaxy games got away from, is that Super Mario 64 was so, like, explore, exploratory heavy, whereas the Galaxy games were always very, like, level-based and focused. Yep. And mm-hmm. while that was fun, and, like, it was a really cinematic experience, there's something that I haven't really seen done in a Mario game as much. I mean, Sunshine did it to a certain degree, but Mario 64 was just, like you would go in this level and you could get a star that you weren't even supposed to get during that one. You could just explore, you could hang out, you could have fun. Right. See that, that's what, that's kind of what I want to get back yeah. to is where it's not so like linear where it's like you pick one like star on a stage and that's the only star you can get. I agree open, with you. Open world Mario game. Yeah. I mean, when you think oh. about it, Mario 64 was open world. Yeah, really? It was. I mean, each, each world was a little open world in itself. And then you had the whole castle. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, not open world and how we all view it today, but yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was okay, free couple, roaming. Had a couple of toads running around. You yeah. had a bunny in the basement. Sure. But like, just just <laughs> think if you with with technology as it is now, if you just do something like that, that would be so awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd almost like a, a, a sequel now to Mario sixty four. Yeah, and just call something it something like, like Super Mario U. I mean, you can. I don't care. Well, no, don't do that because you had new Super Mario Brothers. You, yeah, come you up got, with a better name. You yeah, guys, you, you guys work on that. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys figure it out. Yeah, they'll have to figure something out. But I, I'd say leave you out of the title yeah. at this point. So unless it's like Super Mario Universe, which I mean, if it's an open world game, maybe a, that could a fit. Sequel to Galaxy. I yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it would have the U. Super Mario <laughs> United. What are other words that start with U? <laughs> You're an umbrella, U- umbrella, Super Mario umbrella, uterus, Super Mario uterus. <laughs> that's that sounds like um, Euromastics. 
What if it's like, what if there was a sequel to Dr. Mario and it was Dr. Mario Uterus and it was, he was a gynecologist? Eurythmics? <laughs> uh, so Does that work? Eurythmics? <laughs> Isn't that what the U other than E? No, that starts with an E, yeah. <laughs> Oops. And, anyway. All right, Scott, so you got the next prediction. Sure. Uh, I think we'll see a lot more <laughs> about the upcoming, uh, as we just know it now, X uh, by Monolith. Um, X. Yeah, I think we'll we'll hear a lot more about that. I think it will be a a direct sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles. I don't think it'll be like a spiritual successor. Uh, it might not really include any of the characters, but I think it'll be set in that that same world or universe. Um, They'll discover a third Titan. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but I think that would be really sweet. And I mean, they've already teased it, so I think if, if there's any time to blow it out, it's going to be now. And this, this is sort of my wild prediction um, tied to that. I think we'll see a re-release of Xenoblade Chronicles, whether that's on disc sort of uprest for the Wii U or maybe some sort of release directly onto the eShop. But I think we'll see Xenoblade Chronicles re-released in some form because that game is already incredibly yeah. rare and expensive. I mean, I wish they did that with Pandora's Tower. It's just had to be an eShop game instead of a Wii game. Yeah. I, I, I could see. I mean, it, the thing plays Wii games. Why not? Yeah, just start yeah. throwing Wii games on the on the Wii U eShop. But I think that's a good way um, to get eyes on it because when Xenoblade Chronicles came out, now especially Pandora's Tower. I mean, it was already so late into the life cycle. People had moved on. I think a lot of people missed it. So throw it up on that Wii U eShop or re-release it, sort of upresed HD version if that's what you want to call it, and then build some serious uh, I don't know buzz moving into the sequel. Yeah. Which will still come out next year. I don't think it'll be this year. Yeah, I think, and I think it is going to be something that you'll hear it, and they'll harp on the fact that it's coming to North America. Yes. So I don't think that. they're going to do that twice. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. God. All right, Zach. Yes, me. Um, so Nintendo's been in a giving mood lately with giving us games that we kind of wanted for a long time, like Wind Waker HD and um, <laughs> Pikmin 3, maybe. That's really all I can think of right now. Um, the Oracle games? Sure, the Oracle Mario games. Mario Kart? I don't know if anyone's been pining for those Oracle Luigi's games, Mansion 2? There you go, Luigi's Mansion 2. Good on you. Uh, Paper Mario, the was shitty. Um, anyway, I believe, and I am likely wrong, that they will announce Star Fox something or other for the Wii U. Now, that was one of my predictions that I took off my list, and I said that it would just be, uh, I just had new Star Fox game by Treasure. It's not going to be by Treasure, you're a nut job. Treasure would be awesome. Can you imagine it if they just made... It would be awesome, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's made Star Fox like Ikaruga. Oh my god. <laughs> But I do think they'll have a Star Fox because that's what people have been screaming about for a really long time. Yeah. And they did do Star Fox 64 3D. So it feels like maybe they're trying to, they were trying to re-familiarize people with Star Fox. And that does make yeah. sense because if you think about uh, what 64 3D was 2011. So by this time, if, if around 64 3D, they, you know, greenlit another Star Fox game. It would probably be in a at a minimum a state that they could show and possibly even out before the end of the year. I doubt that, but I'm, I'm sure they could show it. They could probably demo it. Yeah, definitely. Oh. You'll play Cortana again for the but, millionth time, but in HD. You mean, you mean Crystal? 
God, that game. Or no, or no, 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 never mind. You're thinking of the the level. I was just I was yeah. thinking Cortana from Halo, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Halo we Five know, Wii U exclusive. Do we nuts. know if uh, Star Fox 64 3D sold enough copies for Miyamoto to go ahead and greenlight another Star Fox? Game? I don't know if it did. That's that's my worry with it. Like, I want to see a new Star Fox game real bad, but I don't know if 64 3D did well enough, and I don't think that's any fault of that game. And I think that's every fault of it being a port of a 64 game <laughs> that that everyone loved when it came out. And they saw this sequel, or this, this not the sequel, this remake that was just like, okay, so it's the same game over again. Yeah, but what's scary is that a lot of people now have never played yeah. Star Fox 64. That, that was what always kind of uh, legitimized Ocarina of Time 3D for me, is that I mm-hmm. had a couple experiences, both myself and like anecdotally from other people I know, that they would talk to people who were like, let's say, like 15 and be like, oh, what's your favorite Zelda game? And they'd like, like talk with them and, and, and them. they would mention Ocarina of Time and the person would be like, oh, what's that? Like, you know, just a casual, <laughs> a casual Nintendo player yeah. not knowing what Ocarina of Time Plus, is. I mean, just blasphemy. But you think about like the game might have come out when they were three years old. I mean, and that game has aged incredibly well. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of game that you could release now and people will eat it up as they did when it yeah. came out. Star Fox 64, I feel like it, that, that wow it's a factor. Game. Yeah, and that, that sort of wow factor, you know, back when it came out on the 64 is, is just sort of gone. I mean, we're like, wow, this is like, it's fully voiced and there's a rumble pack and there's like <laughs> three branching paths you can take. I mean, that's all kind of, you know, it's just old news now. I mean, I still so. think that game's fantastic, but I just don't sure. think it... It doesn't have the appeal of an Ocarina of Time 3D, and it, and it never was going no, to. No, and I no, think no. Nintendo kind of just almost bet on the wrong horse. Whereas I think if you made that a new Star Fox adventure instead, it would have been way better. Now, but you know, if they do make a new Star Fox for Wii U, it can carry over the best feature ever from the 3DS game, which is taking pictures of your faces as you're dying yes, and right. flying yeah. around. So. See, that Low-resolution pictures of your faces. <laughs> yeah. See that's that's the tragedy about it is that the multiplayer in Star Fox 64 3D is pretty great. Oh yeah, it's just Never that it's lo- it. it's it's not even local only. It's literally down download play only. So like even if all of us had copies of the game, no one of us hosted, <laughs> and then everyone else has to do download play. That's really weird. <laughs> that's a good move. I mean, like it's it's good in that you only need one card to play it, but it's dumb that like there's no benefit to everyone having a copy of the game. Right. That's so dumb. We can all agree that the music in the original Star Fox is better than 64, right? Zach, I think we built our friendship around that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's why you, it's why you're on staff. Yeah. <laughs> I could have fired you years ago, Miller. <laughs> but then we talked Star Fox. Yeah. So, uh, Neil, I guess we're you back around me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Retro's game is possibly announced, but it won't be playable. What I think it will be an open world F Zero game, basically cross <laughs> oh Grand Theft Auto and Burnout Paradise, but in the world of F Zero. You're insane you, now. Now, uh, when you say across to, to be completely Grand honest, I thought of what's the most ridiculous but awesome idea I can possibly think of for Retro to be making. That's pretty wild. But didn't we hear the rumor that it was going to be an original IP? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. Um, uh, and so I when you say think... when you say across of with Grand Theft Auto, is this meaning like Falcons getting out of his cart at certain yeah. points and just Falcon punching thugs on the street? Yeah, I mean, I Falcon think, I punching think... prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna make an open world F Zero, if you're gonna make a new F Zero game, uh... I think because at this point. 
I think that Captain Falcon and Smash Brothers is more popular than every single F Zero game. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. Just have you play as Falcon, and then yeah. yeah, you pick up pick up a prostitute, pull over, the car stops shaking, and then it stops shaking, and then you hear Falcon punch, and she just goes flying out of the car. <laughs> oh my god! Pretty amazing. Uh, you've, you've nailed it, Neil. <laughs> but I mean, I just so I mean, did I Captain Falcon because you, you could still <laughs> you could still have the whole racing stuff too, and you could have an entire multiplayer mode as well. Like tacked on, on paradise, tacked or, on multiplayer mode. Yeah, with F zero. Yeah, you can you can make it sort of like the uh, the pod racing game on N sixty four, where it's like yes. between races, the open world stuff. You're like making money to upgrade uh, your you know your car and everything. <laughs> sure, that would be Get awesome. Some repair droids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that yeah. sounds pretty awesome. One of my predictions, but I left it off because I knew this was going to come up from someone else, was that Retro would announce a new IP, and I think it's going to be like a third person sort of action. It's going to be like, game. what was that game that they made on Game Ravenblade? Sure. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the one that they were working on that got canceled along with like the football game and the racing game. Yeah. Everything but, you know, but think... Metroid Prime. Yeah. It's like they've done first person with the Metroid Prime series, and they could go back to that, but I, I think they'll do something a little different. And then, of course, they you know did like Donkey Kong and, and everything like that. But I think new IP, third person. When you say stuff. third person, you mean like Gears, right? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, could be. Or even, you know, something like, I don't know, like Tomb Raider like, or... Like Mario. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, or Mario, yeah. I mean, either <laughs> way. Yeah, when I say third person, I don't necessarily mean like over-the-shoulder... Um. Yeah, like that, or like Resident Evil. You know, it could be something where you're like swinging the camera around and everything. Uncharted, but with Captain Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's I, that's amazing. I would love oh an open gosh. world F Zero game. Um. Okay. So is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need to get um, on that Tomb Raider game. If either of you played that, I've heard it's very no. good. Me too. Yeah, I heard good, kind of short, but but good. I haven't I haven't checked it out. Um. So my next prediction, and I guess it'll be my last one, is that the 3DS, and as well as Wii U, the, the eShops will be blown out, and I think we'll see our, our first good look at Mutant Blobs 2. I think in a little, like, sizzle are, reel. Are you or, mutant, mutant Muds? Did you say or Mutant Muds. Mutant Blobs, sorry. Mutant, no, I'm sorry. Mutant Muds, yeah. Mutant Muds 2. I think that'll probably be at E3, like, playable. I don't think so. No? Jules isn't going to be at E3. Well, then it's not either. Oh, yeah. Your so prediction shot down. Bam. But I can, still, I, I can still see clips of it being yeah. shown in some capacity. I, I mean, because to me, it's the most, like, besides maybe, like, push mode, it's the most recognizable 3DS eShop game, in my mind, anyway. Mighty um, Switch Force! And especially yeah, with Mighty yeah. Switch Force 2 and Mutant Muds Deluxe both coming out next week. Yeah. Oh, maybe. shit, you're right. Hey, Zach, want to be jealous? Going to get to talk a way forward on the day that Mighty Switch Force 2 comes out. I am uh, hating you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that I think big eShop lot. We'll probably maybe hear some some new eShop games, and I think we'll see footage of that. So I yeah. wonder if we'll see Shantae three at E three. That'd be cool. Um, I know it's coming soon. I think it's summer release. Yeah, I know, no, they. I don't think they ever did a actual release date. They just said twenty thirteen. Okay, you know, as, I know. As I said, I, I've, I've, I've heard something recently about how like it's wrapping up in a month in a month or two. That's nice. So, well, Shantae uh, One comes in a few weeks, so that's yeah, cool. That's June twentieth. It's going to be mm. a way forward month. <laughs> 
as a side note for the eShop, I think it's incredible that Nintendo has figured out how to like market games now on the Wii U virtual oh console God, and like having game. sales and things is is incredible. I know. The, the, the BOGO for uh, the buy one get one or the buy two get one for the Kirby games. Kirby, Maybe buy yeah. all three Kirby games. I did yep. two. I haven't Same played here. them yet, but I have them. There you system. go. It, it's genius. This is yeah. what they need to do. And they've been doing it with like the the other games, not virtual console games, but eShop games. You know, like Toki Tori and stuff has like gone on yep. sale or permanently been discounted. Like that's smart. I mean, keep people engaged and keep people going back to the store. It, that it is works. a good idea. I yeah. mean, I'm only playing virtual console games, but I'm playing my Wii U, which is saying I mean, something. Yeah, digital sales work. Case in point, Steam. Yep. Imagine <laughs> Nintendo did like a holiday thing where every day a different game was on sale. Oh, man. Welcome. I think dabbled with it, and I think they saw that it worked. Yeah. I mean, we all bought Kirby games and haven't played them, yeah. so... Anything good coming out tomorrow that I'm going to spend money on? I think tomorrow might be a dud week. But, oh. I mean, th- there have been so many good weeks in a row that yeah. it's okay. Yeah, just play Mega Super Man Metroid for yeah. 30 cents. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll just finish Super Metroid or Final yeah. Fantasy Kirby games or Deathman 2 or the Oracle games. Like, I'm I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Do I need to read? Do you, I need to give Animal Oracle Crossing a chance again? Do I need to give that another chance? I'm, 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 I'm I think the sixth dungeon in seasons, and I'm loving the crap out of it. Huh. I, I think go. I have seasons, and I think I had a really hard time getting into it. It, it's definitely got some tough parts, like some kind of obtuse puzzles and things like that. Mm. Although your ages is worse about that, but oh yeah, mm. it's what walkthroughs are for. Yes. <laughs> And anyway. if it was on 3DS, Miiverse. Yeah. Um, so, Zach, did you do your third prediction? Or No, no, no. We're still on Scott's, right? Uh, well, that was mine, the whole eShop yeah. blowout. So it's yeah, on I, Zach I, now. Um, I guess I could do a hope for prediction. I, I hope for a uh, 2D 3DS Metroid game, but I hope for that every year. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I feel like is just it's what we all want. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think Metroid's gone the way of F-Zero. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, Other M did not do the series any favors. Nope. I'm sorry, I kind of missed it. What what platform did you say for that, or did you? 3DS, 2D. Okay, 3DS. The, the yeah, Cave okay. Story 3D really impressed me on what two dimen- 2D platformers could be on the 3DS. They could look really phenomenal. And that game looks a little rough. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you threw some, you know, good sprite artists at a Metroid game, they could make it look phenomenal on 3DS. Yeah. I mean, if Metroid's coming back, it's only going to be on 3DS at this point. I don't think they're going to take another gamble on a, a console one yet with yeah. other M still in everyone's uh, yeah. bad taste in everyone's mouth. So that that's the way to go. And make. That's the way to also build a lot of goodwill back in that series. Just make a Super Metroid sequel. There yeah. you go. Well, the other well, M is a did. Super Metroid sequel. It's <laughs> awful. It did. Okay, it did a real work. a real Super Metroid yeah, real. sequel. Just erase it from the canon, replace it with yeah. something else. Not in terms of story, but just in terms of gameplay. I mean, that's... Yeah. Now, on the same wavelength of wish, you know, hoping it happens, another thing that I hope for every year, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is acknowledged as existing. I think that could happen. There was that one trailer I, one time. There was that one trailer like five years ago, yeah. Yeah, and by the side of the road. I mean, do yeah. you know what happened with that, though? Uh, you know, Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends. Sold. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that that's that's why it's because that's what uh, Michel Ansel has been doing. I know he's been wasting his time. <laughs> Do you think Nintendo will show off any Ubisoft games like in their own Nintendo Directs or, or conferences? What or other third parties probably are Rayman they show off from? Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know. After all this Rayman stuff, I want to. I think I think Rayman will be another big big part of Ubisoft and Nintendo's. God. I don't. I don't think Probably. Rayman is going to be a big part of Nintendo's no. press conference because I think Ubisoft will use their own platform for. Oh it. no, I understand that. I just mean their booths. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, I think the same Ubisoft, same demo from Target's last year. Yeah. I think <laughs> Ubisoft is going to have. I mean, at least for Wii U at their booth, they'll have Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Four, and uh, and Rayman. You know, yeah, I hope I could, Watch Dogs is playable. Not... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I hope Watch Dogs is playable on a number of platforms, and you can take a look yeah. at like the PS4 or even yeah. like PS3 versions of that, and then compare it to the Wii U. Because I, I really think that's very ambitious that they're bringing to the Wii U, as well as like PC and the, the yeah. next next gen consoles. I, I wonder what the the drop off is, um, you know, or maybe there's cool features that make it worth playing on the on the Wii U, you know, stuff yeah, with yeah. the gamepad. I mean, with all that you're doing in that game, it'd be really cool to have it right at your fingertips. But and and I think it, I think they will. I mean, you look at what they're doing with Splinter Cell, and I think that Ubisoft does have a commitment to. Yep. Making their ports, you know, just a little bit cooler on Wii U. Yeah, I think I think uh, Assassin's Creed Four might be the point where people start saying oh, another one. I, th- I thought that was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I three that was sold like, fairly well, though. I thought that was like the third spinoff from two. Is when we yeah, uh, exactly. reached that point, but maybe not. <laughs> All right, so I've got I've got one more. What's Lawrence? Uh, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Um, okay. Okay. The first one is 3DS. Is 3DS will have a minimal presence, and Pokemon X and Y will be the only new demo for the system in Nintendo's booth. I was gonna say X and Y aren't even gonna be there. Well, I mean, there's a whole developer discussion on it. Although, I mean, oh, that, really? that doesn't guarantee that they'll be there. It's just that they will be talked about at the show. It doesn't mean that. Now, will the 3DSs, the two units they have on the floor? Be strapped to women, <laughs> dressed as Pikachu. Dressed. Yeah. Um, although, although I think there's going to uh, be some nerds going a little crazy for that. I think that Link <laughs> to the Past two and Mario and Luigi four will be still be on the show floor, Ooh. but it will be the demos from like that that event the other month. Nice. That 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 is my prediction, and I'll I want to play that Link to the Past demo. Shit, yeah. I mean that that I, I won't even be upset if it's just the same demo. I just want to try that game. Well, yeah, because you haven't gotten to take a look at it yet, yeah, have you? Because it was only uh, Carmine and Aaron. So I yeah, but I mean, I just I don't see 3ds having a big presence from Nintendo. I don't think it'll be their focus because 3ds had its E3. I think well, Mario Party might be there. Maybe. Yeah, is this stuff they've already announced? Maybe, but yeah, I don't expect any big surprises from the 3ds. I mean, 3ds has been killing it for like a year straight. Yeah, <laughs> this has got to be the E3 of, of Wii U, especially with your two main competitors announcing consoles and finally revealing lots of games for them. Or, or maybe think, they'll have so. something with Animal Crossing, like for people that have their 3ds's with them, like some kind of interaction. Yeah, that'd be cool. Y- yeah, yeah. Special hat or something. Yeah. So um, okay. So Lauren's we- prediction. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm excited. This is a this is a direct quote. <laughs> Activision will have another awesome press event that will have a concert with a whole bunch of artists who, if I paid just paid the money to go out to E3, it'd be cheaper to see them in all their own concert, or it would be cheaper to go out there to see them there instead of going to all of their own concerts individually. Touche. Yeah, yeah probably. Yep. They'll have exactly. the red hot chili peppers. 
Yeah. Well, I know the the one year they had Rihanna and uh, Usher and Will I Am and everybody. Oh, they did have a, a Usher because um, I was at a wedding right before <laughs> E three that year where Usher was a guest. Usher was at, and then he no, he was in the Microsoft one that, that last year. Oh, okay. Well, the point is, I saw Usher <laughs> in a wedding, at a wedding that I was really? at. Yeah, really? my buddy's wedding. Who's your buddy? I love that story. My buddy married a woman whose father is a record executive. Wow. Who probably knows Usher. I, I, I just love how we're, we're at. He's E3. really short. We're at <laughs> E3 and we make a comment about like, oh, like, like I think, Zach, you, you got there later on Monday. And we were talking about the Microsoft yep. press conference. And someone was just like, oh, just Usher was there. And you're like, oh, I saw Usher at, my we- at the wedding I went to yesterday. <laughs> and everyone was just like, what, what are you talking about? All cash. <laughs> Doesn't everyone see Usher back. all the time? <laughs> That's amazing. He tells right. me to burn things. Well, I think that that just about does it for this uh, for this E three prediction show. Any any final thoughts? Maybe from the enemies. Ooh yeah, Scott, do an enemy prediction. Uh, all I've got, and they've sort of already backtracked on it, but I think. I think Microsoft's going to kind of come back on this used games thing and there'll be no talk of fees you'll have to pay. There'll be none of that. I think they're going to really come back from that with all the backlash and confusion and whatnot. And and they've sort of like already stepped back. I'm like, no, you can play used games on it. There's no extra fee, even though they already said there was going to be. But like eight different people have said eight different things. I know. So I think they have no message. And that's, I think that was kind of the point. Like, I feel like they just threw everything at the wall to see what would stick, see what would cause the most outrage, and then they're going to, like, readjust at E3. I really feel like this is going to be, like, I don't know, announce, like launch announcement 2.0. Like, they're going to clarify a lot of stuff, and I think they're really going to go back on that. I think they are. All that shit we said last week, none of it matters <laughs> Guys, now. we were just messing with you. We were testing you. <laughs> yeah, I really Xbox think so. One. So that, that's what I'm thinking. I think the whole used game thing is going, it's a smokescreen. I think it goes away. Yeah. Yeah. So I concur. I think the Vita will continue to get no support. Yeah, probably. Good prediction. <laughs> it will it will live on as a PS4 controller. <laughs> yeah. I, in, in all honesty, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. It'll be I like a, a gamepad for PS4 the PS4. Eventually. Okay. It really will be. I mean <laughs> I love my Vita, man. Yeah, I just wish I could play some games on it, dude. There are a lot of games on it. Get PlayStation Plus, then you'll have like 10 games right away. I'm, you know, but I already own half of those games, and I'm kind of... Then sell them, and then you have them for free. But then they go away as soon as you let your subscription lapse. That's what I don't like about It's only $50 a year. You know what else is $50 a year? Your face. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I could make some money off this thing. Okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I guess that's it. 2013. Yeah. What up? You, you. All right. So, wait. And so let's go ahead and announce it uh, now. Next week, there probably won't be a real episode of Connectivity, but I know you guys will probably be recording stuff yeah, at um, E3. It'll be kind of like if you guys remember to last year, where RFN, that will be the away team. Uh, Johnny like and Gio are going out to E3, so they'll they'll be leading the charge as for podcasts. There, we'll we'll do what we've done in the past, and maybe some cool stuff. I don't know. Uh, well, I, even that's not entirely true because I actually got an email from James uh, and he and John, and I think they're going to even record stuff here too to post under the. Uh, okay. 
the head, you know, doing oh. the bend. So they're they're sort of claiming both this time. So, but we'll, we'll muscle in there. We'll we'll get something yeah. posted. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I believe that there might be a connectivity show on Tuesday night. Well, I seem yeah. to recall last year, Carl, Andy, and I. No, not me because I was at E three. Maybe yeah. it was two years ago. Carl, myself, and somebody else bitched about Sklens the Wii U announcement it? for like two hours. Yeah, it was yeah. probably Sklens. Yeah, I know. I'm, last year, Andy did one with Alex Kalafi and then someone else. I can't remember the third chair, and it was just after the the presser where we saw Nintendo Land for twenty right. minutes, yeah. and it was just yeah, very down. That presser. <laughs> I listened to that on the flight home, and we just and like then, you guys tell him. And then we did <laughs> one the next day after the 3ds thing, and it was it was much better. That was still terrible. Yeah, it was <laughs> not great through E3 last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there will be stuff next week. We're also going to do go. live streams. Um, if you guys are curious about that, there will probably be an article at the site describing when we're going to do them. But Zach was a part of that. Uh, it was impromptu last year because Jared basically, yeah. like, we're in LA and Jared's like, we can do live video streams. I was like, cool, let's do it. Um, we're but like, this year we're actually off gonna with kinda, the pants. We're going to plan it out <laughs> a little bit. Um, we're going to do live streams Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night uh, where we'll, you know, hang out. Probably maybe play some Cards Against Humanity, maybe play some video games and talk about E3 and, you know, take questions from people that want to talk. Maybe we'll even try to get a Skype caller on or something. I don't know. Get drunk. Uh, Maybe. That might, I mean, because Jared's leaving (laughs) on a Thursday, Thursday night. So the Thursday night one where it usually gets a little looser, that that might not happen. So Uh. we might have business live streams as opposed to like e3's done <laughs> celebrate um but yeah that should be cool i look Get forward hyped. to hearing your reactions to the presser when does that shit start um the nintendo direct is i think six o'clock in the morning your time well no i mean fuck that i'm not getting up that early to watch anything i'm saying what day is that tuesday Damn, son! Yeah. That is right around the corner. Yup, yup. I am not prepared. Neither am I. <laughs> and I'm going there in like four days. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You'll be able to go into a bar and watch the LA Kings with a billion LAers. There you yeah. go. Go Hawks. Yes. Yes. Very good. We'll do a live stream <laughs> probably during that game. You'll just hear me like yelling obscenities. <laughs> Checking my phone, being like, damn it! But yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes.